welcome to But Why Though, the podcast, a roundtable conversation about all things pop culture with members of the But Why Though writing staff. I'm your host, Alex. I'm joined this week by Kate. Hi. And Nisha. Sup, y'all. This week, we'll be talking about uh, Barbie discourse and liking things because you like them and how that needs to be okay. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to talk about the news. The writer strike is still going strong. There was recently a meeting, right, between WGA yeah. and AMPTP. Yeah. And yeah, how how did that play, play out? So, I mean, I know it's not well, but yeah. So essentially, AMTP, AMPTP, um, you know, the billionaires who refuse to pay people living wage, mm-hmm. um, they had let it loose to like a couple of outlets, saying that they were going to seek coming back to the table. They finally reached out to the um, the negotiators from the WGA side, and I believe on Friday, well, we're recording this on Sunday, so like a few days ago, a couple days ago, <laughs> um, they actually had their meeting. Uh, they didn't really make any good faith uh, changes to what they had originally proposed. Yeah. Uh, very specifically, they refused to budge on any of the AI or performance-based payments. Because uh, mm-hmm. that, that does two things. One, these people really want to be able to replace humans and pay and make productions cheaper, um, at which you can't do. I'm sorry. AI is good to, like, finish maybe, like, my hello, insert name of person in email. Mm-hmm. It's not good to write a whole movie or TV show. And no. then the other piece is streaming services are notoriously bad at hiding their numbers and the system that they're proposing to match like what you used to get with cable residuals for streaming is something that the streamers are very, very adamant against. Um, If you're listening to this and you want more information on what the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strike is, how you can navigate it and how you can help, you can listen to our interview with Danny Fernandez. Yeah, um, I, I think the thing that kind of got me was that the writers knew going into this oh, meeting yeah. that it was in bad faith. Like, they, they knew that this was not going to be the meeting where we actually come back to the table. Yeah. Um, and we are now, I mean, we're close to 100 days. This is almost the 2007 strike over again. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's the worst days. thing to segue us into the other piece of news is I actually yes. feel like SAG AFRA is undercutting a lot of the really union strong work that is happening with WGA mm-hmm. like SAG-AFTRA seems a lot more disjointed in in different areas from the waivers that they've been giving for shows that will eventually be owned at these streamers like there's yeah. an Apple TV show currently be being made but it's produced by A24 um and so there's a bunch of that I've seen a lot of people angry but then you have the the A-list actors I guess like Stephen Amell is like not really A-list but he had his own show uh the scabbers the scabbers be scabbing um and yeah he and he, he more or less just came out and said pretty blatantly I don't support striking I don't think it's uh I think he said it's a reductive yeah, tactic, and it doesn't yeah. actually accomplish anything. And it was like myopic. The next day he was myopic like, was his myopic. What I said. Mm-hmm. Myopic was his word. Mm, okay. Yes. And then yeah, you're all misinterpreting what I said. Was day two of that, and, I was and like, then day three. No, 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 no. Because no. day three was an interview with TMZ where he explicitly said that he did not vote for the strike and that it was hurting his show that was coming out in July. So what show does he have coming out? What show was he? Heels. 
on stars. Oh, that wrestling show, yeah. Nobody has stars. I would say, yeah. one, I don't have stars. Two, July, it is August. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen a thing about this show. I haven't, I ain't heard nothing about this show, sir. Take all the seats. And also, he can't, I just don't like when he talks anymore. He just comes in with this, like, you know that kid in high school who was always had to be a contrarian or something, and yes. always had to always had to have the opinion that was different from the popular, like yeah. not popular in a sense that's like hive mind, but just like everybody agrees that this was wrong, but he's gonna be the one kid that jumps up like, well, maybe World War Two, the other side had some reasons. He's the he's the guy who's like yeah. you know just to play devil's advocate here. Yes. And yes. it sucks because oh, like 100%. I I act I, I actually like his acting. I loved him as Oliver Queen. I really love mm-hmm. Arrow. Um, I don't care that as discount Batman. It's my discount Batman. Um, but I need him to shut up. Like just yeah, shut yeah. up and shut stop up. scabbing. Like just. I I did see after this came out that that had you guys did you know the story behind the Oliver Queen grave picture and how it's one of many. No. No. It's that so you know the picture of Grant Gustin. Yeah. Yes, like that. So apparently, supposedly, by the end of filming that crossover, everybody just kind of loathed him. And so everyone like took there's like pictures of like oh. people on the crew just all like around the grave, like pick, taking that makes uh, their, even better. their chance with it. That's amazing. I'll see if actually. I can find it. I saw uh, someone sent me a TikTok about it, and it was like, this is incredible. That honestly That's makes a... it even better, because like I just always thought, like, oh, it was like a ha-ha, funny. And then like we knew that like he was terrible. And then, yeah, because yeah, he's this isn't the first time he said yeah. terrible, dumb stuff. And I'm just like, please. I, I do think, I, I do think though, like one of the interesting things that I'd love to hear more about. Um, and I'd love to like, if anybody's listening to this and you're a member of sag would love to talk. We didn't get mad at Greta Gerwig when she took a big paycheck from Alamo Draft House to go promote oh, yeah, Barbie right. across all the different mm-hmm. Alamo Draft Houses. So I am curious as to why some scabs are allowed to scab. Um, because Greta is mm-hmm. a member of WGA and SAG-AFTRA. And while I know that the DGA went ahead and uh, sold out all the other unions and took their deal, she can do director stuff, it seems really shitty mm. to just still promote things as heavily when you're a member of these two unions that are yeah. struggling. And so I think that it's in a way unfair to characterize everybody's fave the same way we're characterizing other people who are either um i know tom cruise got a lot of flack because he did he wanted an exception he he wanted to not um tell people to stop promoting their films coming out but Mm -hmm. he hasn't scabbed he hasn't promoted any of his stuff and mission impossible has done terrible now that the other ones have come out but Mm -hmm. and that was just the action of saying hey we should be able to promote our work not actual yeah. scabbing. Amel yeah, scabbed, mess him, you know, F him, whatever. But I do yeah. think that the Greta of it all and even like the A24 of it all, which is a producer that sells directly to like their last television series went to Warner Brothers, Netflix and Apple. So like mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. they're not distributors, they're producers. So I think that like from an outside perspective, there is a lot of mixed messages on how things are being yeah. handled and like why do some really well-paid actors get to go back to work when the whole thing of class solidarity as we talked about in our interview with Danny is the classes mm. coming together and those with leverage fighting for those without and so i would really like to know 
um, when we're kind of going to have this equal fervor for people that, like, we mm. like, quote-unquote, like. You know yeah. what I mean? De- yeah. No, definitely. I-, I think there is a double standard there of, you know, well, this person made something we really like. They can do no wrong. And then, you know, what is it, Walmart Batman? Is that what people call him? Yes. Um, yes. Like, he comes out and it just, I think maybe the difference is that he was so blatantly anti strike with what he said whereas everyone else is just oh yeah sli- and this is insane more subtly and he, undercutting the strike yeah no no yeah. no and he he should have taken all that smoke like this isn't defending him at all yeah. like we do but not in, stab in general, here though, but yeah, yeah I, I feel like just because you don't say that you don't support the strike if your actions are doing things that don't support mm-hmm. the strike or don't support the benefits of those who are fighting for it and need it to have basic yep. health care then like yeah there You're needs to be something cause. done. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because then it's been said multiple times is that they need the A-list to really get the eyes on what is happening because if they refuse, like, kudos to Viola Davis for being like, oh yeah, I could continue this project because you gave it a waiver, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. because I stand with my union. That's right. what we need more of because you actually need to dry out these companies and by going back to the going back to production, McConaughey and Anne Hathaway, y'all aren't mm-hmm. doing anything to really support your strike. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. So, Especially know. because there's people who do not have the luxury. Exactly. Of- it's one of those things of like, I can understand there are people who are making sacrifices and they truly do not have the luxury of making these sacrifices and and they're the ones doing it. And then you mm-hmm. have people like, yeah, I too would be like, if I was in the union and I see Greta doing that and like in anyone, anyone doing that, I feel like we should all be holding them all to the same yeah. standards, mm-hmm. especially if it's like, if you're in this union and yeah. we all voted on this and we agreed, like Amel with his comments and whatever that that's his choice if he wants to do that he has to deal with the consequences afterwards but does that mean greta will also have consequences afterwards now and i i will be curious to see if the the consequences are going to be upheld fairly for everyone yeah Mm -hmm. so because and this is the thing too because i think it came up with like adele lim as a writer doing promo for joyride but WGA never put those restrictions. WG like the, the the no promotion is a SAG AFTRA right thing. It's not a WGA thing. Um, so I think that that's important. Nolan is just a director, or doc, I think he's a director and writer. Um, mm-hmm. again, same situation. But Greta very specifically did a little movie called Francis Ha and is a member of both unions. Yep. Yeah. So I yeah I can understand wanting your movie to succeed, but I also I don't know, man. If you got power, struck work is struck work. Exactly. If you if you have power, especially as like what it's it, it's over a billion dollars now. Yeah. Like you as the director of the top movie of the summer should be doing everything you can to mm-hmm. bring attention to the strike and to be supporting it. I, I don't think you need to be in your pink jumpsuit going like this with your yeah. deuces up yeah. in a in an Alamo draft house. It just sends, it doesn't send the best message at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, it's not. It sends afraid solidarity. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen how confusing all of the, like, SAG Afra. And then, like, I think it was even people messaged me like, wait, so can we cosplay? I was like, I don't. I, I like I was so confused when someone messaged me at that out of the blue and I had to go research. I'm like, I'm confused how this yeah. affects cosplayers. Yeah. And then like yeah. then you see how like no this stuff like affects a lot of people. Granted, it's like 
mm-hmm. you average person going to a con who does not have a contract with anyone yeah. that's different but like if you choose not to do it's like a lot of this yeah. stuff is like there's a lot of confusion but i feel like the people who have the access to this information who are in these unions i would hope they would you know come together and mm-hmm. do what needs to be done instead of you know yeah not doing it yeah. all that is yeah. to say we don't support scabs on this podcast. We do not we support are, scabs. Pro strike, pro union. No scab. This is a union, a union, a pro union space. My yes. grandfather exactly. did not eat grapes until the day he died because of the farm worker strikes, and that's it's what's in my blood. So, um, but yeah, that's it. The strike is going strong. We support it, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to continue to support it, and we hope that you do too. But moving on. Let's talk about Barbie and let's talk about liking stuff. And we're going to like a lot of stuff this episode. Yes. Yes. Um, now you guys had, you had come up with this idea to talk about Barbie and liking things based on kind of, uh, not even backlash. That's the wrong word for it, but just like the general vibe that was coming out as this movie was building up momentum and gaining popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nisha, if you want to jump in. Yeah, no. So, um, I honestly was very excited for this movie because like it was just really fun to see like on my timelines I would just see so many women wearing pink and going to the movies mm-hmm. and talk about like they got their Barbie squad together and I was just like I was so excited like even me and Kate were just like oh when I come to Texas when I come to Austin I'm gonna we're gonna go do this and bring something pink I'm like great excited and it's like literally two days before we're going to the movie we see people having this this commentary about like basically brown and black women why are you enjoying barbie or promoting barbie or like showing so much support for this white woman's film and we're just like it's a film made by a white woman starring a white woman but that does not mean this film is only for white women like the, mm-hmm. that's where like it, we started just like started thinking about that and then kate i think you said it, it's like equivalent to um it was the equivalent people- to my cousins like saying you can't like barbies those are for white people like yes mm-hmm. Yes. And then it's like, it even brought me back to like, I remember being in grade school and I used to like pink, but then it's just like growing up and someone, someone told me that like, oh, pink isn't for black girls. Pink doesn't look good on black girls. It was like one of those things of just like, and then when we go to this movie, I'm just like, this was so healing because <laughs> we just yep. up in pink. We felt good at our pink and like, just like the message of the film overall. And I'm just like, I don't understand how anyone saw this movie and thought this is a white woman's film. Because, and I think it's this whole, there's a lot of people who want to find something wrong with something that's popular or try mm-hmm. to po- be the first to point out something wrong with something that's popular. And in, in fact, it's just like, there's actually, I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with this film in the sense that like this film does not exclude anyone, men, yeah. women, gender, identity, mm-hmm. race. Like, it doesn't exclude anyone, and I think it's a story that everybody can take from it. And I, I even wrote a piece. I, I watched the movie and wrote a piece and stayed up until 3 a.m. to get it done. She did. Because... She was in my house when she did it. Yeah. She was, yes. I came down the next morning. It's like, hey, I got my piece ready. It was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because I was just so inspired because, I mean, like, the movie really does hit on a lot of great points. And, I mean, for a film to touch on so many things and then for people to try to reduce it to just being, like, Barbie's not for black and brown women or Barbie's only for white women. It's just like y'all take y'all y'all are y'all are so focused on trying to find something negative to say about this film that you kind of miss mm-hmm. on a lot of great opportunities that this film touches on. 
and I was just like, no, not today. Not yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also, it's an opinion that you can only have if you haven't seen the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, the, like, America Ferrera is as much a lead, and she's a, hun- like, a first-generation Honduran. Like, mm-hmm. Honduran-American. Yeah. Like, w- what are we doing here? Like. Yeah. No. It was wild. And, yeah. And, and I think that that got us thinking, and I know it got me thinking about, like, all the other things that, like, when we talk about gatekeeping, we talk about, like, the, the people inside something being, um, like, crappy towards other people so that they don't or like oh you don't know enough about it therefore you can't Mm -hmm. like it but I think that there's like this other like cultural gatekeeping that I know that like I've experienced whether it's because I'm Latina or because like I'm a woman very specifically where it's kind of like oh well you can't like this thing because x or why do you like this thing because it doesn't like you and I'm like Mm -hmm. okay like can we unpack these things like can we not like can you stop trying to steal joy and like like, yes. There's like this assumption that you have to love something a hundred percent, and if it is critiquable, then therefore you don't love it. Whereas, like, I think mm-hmm. some of the most important pieces of fandom are engaging with something at a level where you do question it or you do point out the ways in which like it stumbles. Um, and I think that like that is there. There is a need. For people and I think especially people outside of the fandoms that we're in to be like oh well how can you like this it's for x it's not mm-hmm. for you and I don't think that people realize the damage that they do when they say it's not for you even when they're trying to be like it's yeah. not for you because it's problematic it's like well mm-hmm. no like it, you're doing the same thing that the other side of this is doing by telling me it's not for me and I don't think people realize mm-hmm. that yeah no, I agree. And I think that's the thing. It's just like, it's very, it's just always, it's a weird take. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. how to put this? It's, it kind of reminds me of like when everybody was so excited and loved Hamilton. And yeah. then suddenly everybody hated it like two years later. Or they mm-hmm. found something. I'm like, I'm like, and the things they were talking about, I'm like, these are things that we all knew. Like, yeah. yes, we know Thomas Jefferson was a terrible person and also the father, yeah. one of the fathers of our nation. So mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all aren't really saying anything new right now. But it's like, it was after the fact of like, after Hamilton wins all these awards, after it comes on Disney Plus, and it was just like, I mean, again, this isn't a Hamilton episode. I'm just, it's like one of those things that like, we've noticed, even like, I mean, there's just like a lot of things in the last few years I've noticed that when people, when it's very popular or like really beloved, Mm -hmm. and then people want to be like, I don't know why you're liking this, it wasn't made for you. Or, like, it was made by this people. They don't have a right to it. And then, like, it's like, actually, they did have a right to it, but you didn't do your research and you yep. look stupid mm-hmm. now. Like, when people want to <laughs> say, when people, when people want to say things like, why are Puerto Ricans making hip hop music? <laughs> well, let me tell, let me tell you a little bit about the history see, of hip hop. <laughs> in New York, there are in, Puerto Ricans yeah. and they live next to black folks. If and you they watch made the get down. music together. <laughs> If you go watch, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to watch the Get Down one day, you can learn a lot from it. But that's, it's just, it just takes like that. And I'm just like, y'all are just so focused on wanting to find something to hate about something that other yeah. people love. And it's very weird to tell people this isn't for you. It's like also like even now the conversation of like black women don't like anime. Y'all only got into it because of the pandemic and because of Megan the Stallion and and Blase Blase. I'm like just like, oh, so like who was watching Nana? Who was yeah. watching? Mm-hmm. Who was watching Fruits Baskets? Who was watching? 
you know, who who were all the female-oriented audience anime made for mm-hmm. in the United yeah. States if women were not watching anime back in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's, <laughs> and that's like the so, other thing, too, because the other side of that that I have to deal with all of yeah. the time is I will have people like be like, oh, how do you like anime? It just sexualizes women nonstop. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude... Stop watching Shonen or like go watch yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen because that has none, no fan service. Like, none. what it does is like people have this reductive notion that two reductive notions one, that the worst of something is what that thing is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second is that you can't have boobs as a fictional character and also be a good or character. It's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the amount of people who like hate Faye Valentine just because of the way Watanabe designed her and not because of like her really deep story and why she dresses that way and like how she uses her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things come into play and I'm like, okay, cool. We can talk about this. We can critique it. We can talk about how like all the women in Naruto are only healers and not like actual fighters. We mm. can talk about like how all of them are drawn for fan service. We can talk about Pervy Sage. We can have that conversation, but you don't get to throw everything out because of that one thing. And you, yeah. mm-hmm. you have no right to tell me as a woman what I should find offensive and what I should like. And I think that that's, like, especially with anime, and, like, I've also seen it, like, with video games where it's, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you can't like the old Tomb Raiders because Lara had mm-hmm. boobs. And I'm, like, no, I love the old Tomb Raiders because she was in charge of her life. She fought yeah. freaking dinosaurs and was, like, an archaeologist. Like, go away. Like, I will love her. I don't like the new Tomb Raider because the entire first game is her, like, almost getting sexually assaulted. Every time she goes into a new place like mm-hmm. that. And, and I think what happens is there is like this misunderstanding of the way something is created and what it actually does for somebody who is watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I like yeah. I and I Nisha probably speak about it better. But I think about like the women of one piece a lot of the time getting thrown under the bus because they have large like they have large boobs or they're drawn with boobs when like really, at least from what I've seen, they're some of the most complex characters in like anime. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. And I think that's a very that's a very like common statement that people will critique that they'll give about one piece when it comes to female characters. And yes. Oda's ability to draw women does vary. <laughs> but yeah. I would say that, like, I, I just feel like it's not a One Piece specific thing. Like, yes, yeah. women being drawn in a way that makes them look attractive. Like, Zoro has titties, too. Yeah! Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's like fighting games. Like, why are you complaining mm-hmm. about Cammy like, breaking her back in that stretch when, like, all these men over here got, like, pecs for days like right. what are we doing it's not just drawn for one gaze like i, I, I just like yeah. I, yeah. I i think that's a comment that i don't appreciate because i'm like i get to watch zero in his chest just like poof do the henry, henry cavill <laughs> boom, <laughs> and then just like enjoy this and like and if men want to watch nami in a bikini top i'm not mad at y'all that's fine yeah. but also don't well, reduce nami to only being this sexual figure because like she is smart she's intelligent she's very capable navigator and she's she, does have... she holds all of their brain cells like she, yes. she is yeah. all of the brain cells in the right. straw hats. and she doesn't have to and it's one of those things that irritates me because like nami does not have to be one of the strongest people in the crew because there is luffy there is Robin. Mm-hmm. There are all these other characters mm-hmm. in that crew who are the strong people. And I think people feel like in anime, women have to be 
strong, attractive, and they have to be, you know, they can't be, and they have to be, like, very intelligent. It's like, you have to have all yeah. those three at all times, where it's just like, or she could be multifaceted, she could be very skillful, but also she doesn't have to be, like, as strong as Zoro, and I don't need her to be as strong as Zoro. She has her strengths, yeah. and that's, like, and that that does not dismiss her as a character because she's attractive and she's yeah. not strong. Like, it's it's one of those frustrating mm-hmm. things. It's funny, because, like, my husband and I talk about this a lot, and I think, like, what it comes down to a lot of the time, like, I think you have, like, one social media just impacting that, like, you get more interaction if you're negative than you do if you're mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. Um, like, joy does not spread in the same way malice does. And then I think that the other thing that happens, too, is when you when you look at it, people took jokes that got made on social media and then took them as like for real. So like the joke, Barbie is white woman's Black Panther. That's a funny joke. It's a very good joke. Also, people took that, jumped off a cliff and said, hey, Barbie is only for white women. And it's like this trajectory of where humor has now become reality in a lot of spaces because you can see the same thing happening Mm -hmm. with anime. You can see it happening in gaming where people are like, oh, gamers are... Like, when people talk about, like, gamers, Big G, or gamers, TM, like, they're Mm -hmm. talking about a very subset, a a very small subset of loud men who are also gamers. And what I don't think they realize is when you make everything about video games about them you're doing the type of erasure that they want you to do because you were forgetting that other people exist in that space liking those things. Like the Lara Croft piece, um, if you look at, like, any of the fighting games or, like, the way people get angry if a character is, like, the least bit sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there is, like, people take a joke and then they turn it into how they're going to view everything. From pumpkin spice and only Mm -hmm. white people love their dogs to Barbie and everything else. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Alex, do you have a thing? Like, what is, do you have a thing you were told you could not like? I mean, I don't know that I had a thing I was told I can't like. I think maybe the, because I mean, I'm I'm a straight cis white man. Like, there's, you know, like, kind of a lot of things are available to me or made for me in modern media. I would say probably the thing that comes closest, though, uh, and I know that this will make a lot of sense, I hope, um, is horror movies. Mm. Because horror movies are all schlocky and bad. And it's like, first of all, they're not. Second, even the ones that are, that doesn't mean that they're not entertaining. Third, some of the ones that are, are still making it. Like, the, the example I always go to is, like, the original Friday the 13th. You can watch it, and it's just like this is dumb teenagers being murdered at a camp, mm-hmm. or maybe it's kind of a satire and critique of Reagan era puritanism. Mm-hmm. Like it is both of those things, but people are like, "Well, no, it's schlocky. It's just you know teenagers yeah. <laughs> taking their shirts off and getting stabbed." And it's like, but it's more than that. And yeah, it's. I mean, going back to the. I mean, to put a a descriptor to it, going back to like the anime thing, mm-hmm. it's like if you can't see past the fact that a character has boobs, like that's more a problem with you than yes yes (laughs) exactly yes no that that is that is a a very a very good thing and i didn't even think about the horror about the horror movie thing you're right the amount of times that i get people that are like oh that's not film it's like dude it's yeah it's not intellectual it's not yeah "Mm." 
Have you watched one ever? Yeah, or it that's happens like whatever, like whenever Jordan Peele comes out with a movie. Well, that's not really horror. If everybody like likes it or see it as oh, cinema, yeah. then it all of a sudden becomes not horror because you can't be real cinema and be horror. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's stupid. It's. I think that's a really great point though that you said, Alex. It's just like it's the. Is this a problem that you have with this thing? Or is this an actual problem? Because I think that's what we're running into more is like people who are loud. The loudest people win at this point. Like they're the loudest person makes the narrative or at least that's what they think Mm -hmm. happens because they're like, well, I'm going to point out this thing that's wrong. I'm like, but you're, it's not wrong. You're actually wrong about it. Or this is an issue that you personally have with it. Like, so whether it's anime or it's Barbie or it's horror films, it's just like, I feel like a lot of critiques, quote unquote critiques that we're seeing nowadays aren't even real critiques because- one of my pet peeves are when people want something to be different to suit their agenda or their needs or what their expectations mm-hmm. that were for it. So it's like, well, they could have done this with the movie. I'm like, but that wouldn't have been the movie now, would it? <laughs> now, right. that would not You're have been the story. You're suggesting a different plot. You're yeah. suggesting a different plot completely from what was ever set out from the story in the, in the beginning. So not to be one of those people to say, like, go and make it yourself. But I'm like, if you wanted something to be di- completely different from what it was made, that's not a critique. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just not. That's just something that you would like to have seen done differently in the film. Now, yeah. that I feel like there are some opportunities where we see things. I think me and Kay have talked about it a lot. Like, oh, they could have done this better, or they could have drawn from this. I'm like, great. Those are actual critiques. Yeah. When people pull things from thin air, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, why didn't they explore this character more? I'm like, if somebody says, like, well, why didn't they explore Midge more in Barbie? I'm like, because this movie wasn't called Midge. <laughs> like... <Yeah. laughs> That's it. That, that That's just how I feel. Like, or if they, um, like, I, I'm, I haven't seen this comment. I'm glad no one's brought Issa into it. They're like, well, they should have made Issa the main character. I'm like, and why would they make Issa Barbie the main character? That completely changes the story mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. Issa's Barbie the main character. It had to be the stereotypical Barbie. That's literally her name. Stereotypical mm-hmm. Barbie. Yeah. It had to be stereotypical Barbie because it plays into the whole story of the film like, everything everything yeah. everything yeah. it revolves around it, it needed to be that barbie so for people who want to come up and say things like no it needed to be this or no it should have been that i'm just like you just want to change things to fit yeah. what you wanted and that's not a film that's just your that's what you want to yeah. see yeah and i yep. think that like that's like the larger thing too is like i think people are they treat every piece of media as it's the only thing they consume like and i think you can you can take this to like the anime example as well too because when somebody complains about the way women are written in anime quote unquote Mm -hmm. anime is a medium all anime Mm -hmm. is is japanese animation yep newsflash there's jose there's shoujo there's seinen there are a whole other different areas that if you want to see a, a quote-unquote strong female protagonist you can go do that just stop watching naruto like and i think mm-hmm. that like this is one of the things that is happening a lot and i know that like when we did our survey people were like you talk too much about twitter but I do think that there is a really important piece of the way we construct culture and how we do it mm-hmm. outside of this small platform with the smallest amount of users. And we let people with loud ideas push things because I do think that yes. there are larger conversations 
that those conversations are a reflection of because mm-hmm. I can promise you I've had the con like my cousin when we were or like when I was trying to get Barbies before Twitter was even around before social media was around at the mm-hmm. birth of the internet um them telling me that Barbies were for white people was a very specific thing because that that was what happened a lot like if it was something we couldn't afford all of a sudden it became, well, that's for white people. And I think a lot of that, what people have taken into is not deconstructing what that means in terms of access, but like carrying it like really deep in their soul into where now they are making comments about things and they start off as jokes and they spiral into these um, stereotypes. Like, because that's what it is. It's stereotyping. Mm -hmm. It, It is stereotyping a culture to say a culture or a gender to say you can only like this because that's what it should be because mm-hmm. these other things aren't a hundred percent reflective of you and it's like well nothing's going to be a hundred percent reflective of me i can go yeah. watch a novella and that's not going to be reflective of me because they're all white like and i i think that they're just like these breakdowns that happen and when i think about it and when i think the way that we use social media discussions forum discussions it makes me really sad because I want so many more people to mm-hmm. just realize that they can enjoy things yeah. and they can yeah. have things that mean a lot to them. And sometimes there can be something problematic in it. And it, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, cause the piece yeah. of media is what you make it. And if somebody falls in love with something, if somebody feels seen by something, I'm getting really tired of people from outside of that fandom or outside of that that piece to mm-hmm. just like yell at them and say that oh well you shouldn't like that because it it doesn't represent you yeah. and it's like because it's it's not even gatekeeping it's putting people on a leash yes. exactly that's what it is yes. that's exactly what it is and it's crazy because it's like okay I'm a part of a marginalized group in the U S you know how many speaking rules there are for Latinas or Latinos three mm-hmm. percent. Three percent. We are the largest population in this country that is mm-hmm. not white. And we have three percent of roles. So if you restrict me to only watching things that represent yep. me, what am I gonna watch? I mean you get what about am I two gonna scenes do in three percent of movies? Like Which- Th- that's what it comes down to. Is like, okay, yeah. so now I can't like anything that isn't a hundred percent me. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's frustrating because it kind of reminds me when I wrote that anti-blackness in anime piece where it's like, yeah. if you told me to avoid anything that was anti-black, I, I, I don't even know how to do that math. Like, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure the amount of things that I would have to restrict myself to is, is just like just flabbergasting. Now, mm-hmm. I think the problem with that is it's just like, I, I am aware that there are things in this world that were not made for me that does not necessarily mean they were anti-black mm-hmm. inherently. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that are inherently anti-black that I avoid, obviously. But then yeah. there's things in this world that were not made for me. Similar, like, like you said, Kate, there are things in this world that were not made for us in mind. And yeah, it's frustrating, but that, that doesn't mean we have to live our entire lives not having some semblance of joy. Like, I don't know, yeah. man. Like, yeah, Barbie's one, anime's one, manga. Like, there's like a lot video of things. Games. Video games. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's a lot of things that I wish were more inclusive, and I think it's because it's getting better. But like, 
to tell to put like Alex, like you said, to put people on a leash and tell them they can't like this mm-hmm. thing because it wasn't made with you one hundred percent in mind is very depressing. And yeah. it's like that's not doing what they think it's doing. Like if you Mm-mm. like putting people on the leash and telling them not to enjoy things outside of stuff that was created for them. It even I even think about sports. Think about gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Think about tennis. Like Serena yeah. Williams and her sister, Serena Venus Williams, like they they were trailblazers for black women in tennis. But I'm sure someone told them tennis isn't for black girls. I'm sure yeah. like when we look at gymnastics before Gabby Douglas and before like Simone Biles and all of them, like someone told them gymnastics was not meant for black girls. Like even Kate, we even thought about this. Um, Misty Copeland, someone had to yep. tell her that she couldn't be a ballet she couldn't be a ballet dancer because you would never start a piece because your body isn't fit because you're a black girl. And I think it's one of those mm-hmm. things of like when we you put those kind of people on leashes, then how would you ever expect us to explore and do yeah. things? How do and they I, become for us if we're not allowed to partake and shape it? Yes. Exactly. Yep. And it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. There, there's another, no, there's another component to this. Something about I was listening to a podcast uh, a week or two ago and the, one of the hosts was talking about how there was a shift in the way that people conceptualize like intended audience in the nineties where if you watch, like, I mean, look back at, like, hi- at sitcoms historically. Mm-hmm. There were sitcoms that were just, you know, like, the cast is, like, largely black people. Everybody watched it. And yeah. then eventually it's like, oh, well, more than 50% of that cast is black or Asian or Latino. And suddenly it's like, well, now that's a black show. Mm-hmm. It's like, But it's yeah. not. Like, it's like, you know, like, I grew up watching Full House and Family Matters. And at no point was I told, don't watch Family Matters. It's not for you. Dude, yeah. Fresh Prince, Full House, yep. Living World, Single. Living, all of those mm-hmm. are my shows because there were no Latinos on TV. So you know who I could go identify with them. And also, I had a crush on Uncle Jesse. Like, I did yeah. all the things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I honestly, I think I grew up watching In Living Color more than I watched SNL ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and in hindsight, I was like, oh, that was maybe a weird choice for a suburban white child. Yeah. But no, I, mean, yeah. I, I think you're right. Because like when we put everybody into little boxes, we don't allow anything to be shared in the mm-hmm. it, it, honestly, like if you want people to be exposed to different folks, like have them watch different stories and don't make it. Well, this is only for us. It's like, no, like yeah. it, it mm-hmm. like the whole well, point and- is that you want people to identify and see. Yeah. And like, cause that's why I love anime. Like there are a lot of like the found family and the way everybody is essentially connected. Like that reminds mm-hmm. me a lot about how Latinos construct their families, about how a lot of our families are not Mm. just blood related like they are the people who step into our lives and take over pieces and that's always really resonated with me and i think when you allow people to look at those different cultural moments and those different touchstones you get to see where there are similarities Mm -hmm. and you can find power in them yeah i I think it's also like there is it's it's using too broad of a brush because i and maybe i'm just gonna put this out there and maybe i'm wrong i'm thinking out loud i feel like it's never the whole piece that is intended for specific subcommunity, it is moments within the piece. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Well, I think of like, uh, Nisha, you love Henthified, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's yeah. not ma- like if someone told me, like, but that's not made for you, I'm like, but I like it. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. a really good story and it works. And it's also, and it's, t- yeah, and it's telling a family story 
fighting with your parents, being a mm-hmm. new generation that's like trying to do your own thing when your parents are trying to push you into something else, having mm-hmm. weird relationships with your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and having the one brother that always fucks up. Like that is a universal story. Now they may be speaking Spanglish and there mm-hmm. may be like mm-hmm. I- immigration issues and those are like specific to the communities, but like that's within a larger context. So I think you're right. Yeah. Like I think that like somewhere along the line, everything just became very hyper focused. Well, it is only mm-hmm. for this one group instead of it. Like, no, it's for everybody because I think it's unfair because that, that increases the burden of representation. Like I'm scared. Blue beetle is going to bomb because I think from that line of thinking that you had Alex and I'm going to be honest, I've been thinking about it a lot myself. Now it is only on that one community to make sure this thing gets supported because it is our responsibility because it's our thing and i'm like no it should just be a really dope superhero movie that everybody should come watch and he is also mexican that's cool but like the moment like we we keep people from it i feel like we're we're increasing the burden that's on us yeah and and that's not that's not fair because that means that we have to we don't get to just enjoy it. Now we have to turn into marketing machines for something. Otherwise we may not get it again. And I think that like, that's yeah. the, that that's the, the end outcome. That that just made me think of stuff. Like I don't necessarily, like, I, I love when like Black Panther comes out and people say like, yes, this is our movie, but like that should never make anybody feel like, like they cannot enjoy this movie too. Or they don't feel like they mm-hmm. don't belong in the theater along with this. Like, you know, and like, I, I agree. Cause I like that then puts the burden on the entire, group on this entire community mm-hmm. to push the, the success and like i know i want i will be seeing blue beetle i don't care i will <laughs> like i love blue yeah. beetle since like batman brave and the bold like i'm excited to see blue beetle and like to see like i'm like yes there's been changes and stuff but at the end of the day i'm like i want to go see because i want to support this film because i love this character mm-hmm. and like yeah. someone could easily say but like but he's not black i'm like and your point <laughs> is what's your point yeah. like i think like we have to get out of the, and like it's weird for it to be 2023 and these comments to still exist where it's like, because yeah. you think I don't, because something doesn't look like me to think that I can't enjoy it. There's a difference between wanting representation and things because mm-hmm. we didn't have it before and it needs to be improved upon and things need to be more inclusive versus us being able to enjoy things because it brings us joy, but it doesn't necessarily have to include us. And also think some stuff can't be all things to all people. I've accepted that a long time ago. Yeah. And that might sound right. And I think it might sound sad, but like actually no, like I'm fine with something existing on its own and it not meeting all of my requirements. And if I still enjoy yeah. it, I can enjoy it. It doesn't have to like we don't have to keep moving the goalpost for these yeah. things mm-hmm. in order for it to be deemed good. And I think that's what we need to get past more is like stop coming up with these imaginary check boxes or goalposts or putting leashes on people for something to be considered good because like that indie project that some black or brown or white student in film is working on like are y'all going to tell them that they can't create this thing because it doesn't meet your rub- your imaginary rubric mm-hmm. that isn't real like i'm just thinking about like things that don't like think of how many things we would not have if people yeah. did not try and make it but if they tried to make it for everybody which is i feel like is a, is a big feat mm-hmm. And it in and of itself, but I I think like there's times when it's done well, but it's like if you set out to make something, oh, 
I have a perp. I can stop talking after I say this. But like, I think <laughs> no, about okay, our friend Jeff Tremell from yeah. Craig of the Creek. I think Craig of the Creek is one of those perfect examples of like. I remember when I interviewed him and he said like, we didn't make these characters with the intention of making a black character to be a black character. We made Craig to be Craig who happens to be a black boy in his family. And like Craig has friends at the Creek. And these are these kids. And like, Mm -hmm. they never set out to make these people with these identities specifically to hit like a checkbox. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. They just naturally developed this show that became this beautiful thing that so many people can see themselves in. And like Craig of the Creek is not, is not a black show. It's not a mm-hmm. white show. It's not a brown show. But you can find so many different characters yeah. in the show. But like, it's beautiful yeah. because they didn't set out with this checkbox of like we have to have mm-hmm. this character and this character. Yeah. They just yeah. made it, this I, show. I haven't, I haven't watched it, but it, the way you're describing it reminds me a lot of Hey Arnold. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. like Hey Arnold. Yes. yes. Yeah, where it's just well, it is. Uh, I don't want to say accidentally diverse, but that's like the vibe is like it just happens to be this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like we're not checking boxes. We are just telling stories about people. Yes. Um, and yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of like, that's the big thing. Um, I, I was yeah. going to say like to what Nisha said, I think like, I think what makes it all kind of hurt more is because there's an assumption that you're less than mm-hmm. if you like things that aren't deemed for mm-hmm. you or if you really identify with a character that is not like that doesn't like look at you, look like you specifically because mm-hmm. then you're not supporting your culture or you're not supporting you know your people and i think what what sucks is like i know that like if i post about being a latina in star wars there will be people that say i don't belong there and i can expect i, I expect mm-hmm. that from the Mm -hmm. crappy people that we know are there we expect that we know how to deal with that that doesn't hurt me i Mm -hmm. don't care i mute them and move on when some like when a random racist tells me stuff i'm not gonna lie come like you're on the internet i don't care go away you're annoying like Mm -hmm. i bat it away but what sucks is when your own community sees you as less than what you are because you like something that is deemed for Mm -hmm. another culture and that like it is insidious like and i think that you can trace that back to larger pieces like oh well you talk like you're like a white person or like you you very clearly Mm -hmm. not you know are you sure that you're mexican because you don't eat this or you don't have an accent and like what I don't think people realize when they are just saying, like, oh, this is for X. You can't like this because you're X. Like, that's really damaging to the sense of community that you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Because I can't let that go. I'm going to remember the time you told, like, I don't want to feel like a bad Mexican. I don't want to feel like a bad Native person. I don't want, like, a bad mm-hmm. whatever piece of my identity because I mm-hmm. like this. Right? And, like, yeah. that is just, that's the nat- natural through piece of that, is that we're now, like, returning everything that is, like, oh, well, I personally don't like Barbie, and I personally think mm-hmm. that it is, ma- like, I thought it was mostly for white women, and it didn't land with me. You're taking your personal I don't like it statement, and you're turning it into a moral judgment of the other people who look like you that also like this thing. 
And that's what needs to stop happening. You can say, hey, I don't watch anime because I have not found an anime that had a good female character. And I can mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I respect that. Hey, what have yeah. you been watching? I've had those conversations yeah. before and yeah. I've given recommendations that change it. Mm-hmm. But it's when you ascribe a moral value to a piece of media that you do not yes. understand, you have not watched, you are not in, that is where the issue starts. And mm-hmm. you can't, you can't get away from that. Like, mm-hmm. like I know when we were talking about it, Nisha, mm-hmm. you were saying how you still remember when people said that pink isn't for black girls. Like, those things sit with you. And it doesn't yeah. matter your age. They sit with you. They do. They really do. And it just sucks because it's just like other people's personal opinions on things should not form or affect our own vision or ideals of things. And... Sadly, it's just like, yeah, that, that that girl who was in grade school who told me that, like, that's still a thought in my head sometimes when I look at pink in stores. But, like, after watching this, I'm not saying Barbie healed me or anything. I'm just saying <laughs> it was just really, it's been a very healing to watch that movie with yeah. y'all. It was cathartic. Yeah. It was, it was getting to have it all come out. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was like, we even talked about it, like, at what age did we feel like we had to shun our Barbies? I talked about it in my piece. It's just like, I, my mom never made me feel like Barbies weren't for me. She actually went out of her way to buy me black dolls growing up. But it was never until like I got older and I felt like, oh, because of stereotypical comments, I had to abandon these things. But like, that was never in me inherently. Those are Mm -hmm. outward things that other people put. So like going back to what Kate said, and that's what you said, it's just like people forming these like, hurtful statements are forming these leashes on people that's like where we have to shift our shift away from that because you may think it's an actual critique or a comment but like that's actually something that could be very damaging to other people mm-hmm. it's yeah and i mean it also like on the flip side of that it goes such a long way when you like you know with something like the barbie example like the parent dynamic when you mm-hmm. don't put those limitations and you're like yeah do what you want like my like my nephew like will some days he's like yeah i'm gonna wear a dress like i have plenty of friends with kids who Mm -hmm. like like their kid will wear a dress and it's like that kid doesn't care one way or the other and nobody's like telling him that he shouldn't or shaming him for it and like maybe he'll grow out of it maybe he won't like whatever but like when you're able to just like let people enjoy things it goes a long way yeah um like to i mean to stick with the with the dolls example something that i just remembered um my dad when he was a kid in the 60s in new york wanted uh for christmas very specifically he only wanted the black gi joe um at which point his mom had to go all over the city to different toy stores (laughs) to try to figure out who even sold it like because she because she was like well yeah like i want him to have the one that he wants i'm not just gonna go buy like whatever gi joe and it's like and yeah my dad is a very white man but like as a kid he was like that's the gi joe that i want yeah um and like rather than limiting or ignoring or anything she was like yeah okay we'll do this we'll make this happen yeah. And yeah, I feel like, you know, and that relationship dynamic extends beyond just like parent and child. It is, you know, when you're telling your friends, I don't want you to like that thing and be happy because I have a problem with it. Like, who is that serving? No one. It's not yeah. serving anyone. And it's that's honestly a perfect way to put it. Honestly, is like when we tell our friends or people in our bubble or even using our platforms to tell people that they shouldn't like something off of like baseless statements. I'm like, who is that really for? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like somebody else and and I 
and all of this is to say, if you've made it this far in the episode, I do want you to understand that we all very, very clearly have critiques of media that we love. Nisha, like mm-hmm. you said, your anti-blackness in anime piece. I've done many, like you, if you follow me on Twitter or whatever social media, like I often critique things. But that doesn't mean that we can't have joy. And it's about mm-hmm. making informed critique. Like, this isn't Mm -hmm. saying don't critique anything. It's saying make informed critiques. Understand what you're critiquing. Don't speak out your butt when you haven't seen something. And don't turn something that is a personal taste into a moral judgment. And I think that that is something. Like, there are things we can all agree are horrible and are bad. That is is a line that is drawn in the sand. There we go. Yes. But when it comes to other stuff, like just because you don't like it, you don't have to weave it into a grand moral failing mm-hmm. of a person or a media property. Like that's just a personal yeah. choice. Don't watch it. Like don't watch it. And, if yeah. you're like, I'm tired of watching films directed by white women, like you know what? I feel you. Sometimes I am too. Don't watch it. Don't engage with it. Don't yeah. steal other people's joy. Yes. Is that simple? Yeah. And you don't have to do this competition thing between other like other directors. Yes. If you just don't like, like if you if you want, I will I will write a list of I I will I I well no I'm taking a break for a minute because I've been traveling <laughs> but I I will come back strong and write a list about like a list of black film films directed by black women that bring me joy and y'all can go watch that if y'all are tired of other films created by other mm-hmm. women or whatever but mm-hmm. like also Google exists you can very yeah. easily look for that. But like, yeah. it's it's just weird. It's a weird thing to just be like, hate something and not watch it and to talk about how much you hate it and you still never watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, also it's like that thing of like, it's your your media intake. Like it's a diet. Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. can, you, can, you can and should mix it up. You should be reading the nutritional facts. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like you should be aware of what you're doing. Cause like you were saying, like there are things that like we all agree and know are problematic and maybe don't, you know, don't go after those but there are other things like i mean to bring it back to barbie where people are saying like this movie is anti-men and it's like i don't think that you actually read the ingredients because this movie is is actually incredibly pro-men it's just anti-patriarchy and Mm anti-toxicity but if you can't see that maybe you need to also reevaluate how you view masculinity Mm -hmm. agreed um but yeah it's like yeah like mix it up change it up like be aware of what you're doing like um I have some friends who who read extensively like you know a book a week and it's they I want to say one year one of them was like I'm not going to read a single book written by a white man this year and like mm. just had that intentionality of like even if it sounds really good I'm just going to skip it I'll wait it can I can yeah. do it another time mm-hmm. but I'm going to diversify my reading list and be intentional yeah you know and that like just enjoy things more like yeah. I I I talk a lot of shit I, I do that. I, 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 yeah, there are some things that make me angry. And you know what? I'll write something about it and then I go watch the things that make me happy. Cause, like, yeah. I don't, like, the world, like, aliens are real. Rent is too high. Like, go do something. That the world is burning. Joy. Yeah, the world no. is literally on fire. It was so hot. Go the do last something. Two weeks. <laughs> have joy it's like so i'm speaking personally i went from texas to florida <laughs> i have been sunburnt my scalp felt like it was getting burnt alive oh, no. go watch barbie and wear pink 
right just enjoy things like things it's it's fun to like things like yeah i feel like the in the 2010s there was this like only like things ironically movement and we started coming out of it but people still are like skeptical and hesitant to just have like unabashed enthusiasm for a thing yeah i agree look at what the straw hats are doing and then just do that because they're just happy looking at one piece just be happy like them that, and there. i want that i want that brain off one piece only like whether <laughs> like nisha got that i want that and i want that in all of my fandoms and like i'm again, sorry like, i'm gonna put that on the t-shirt <laughs> brain off straw hat on yes yes and like and it's a vibe it's a vibe if something is bad look at it talk about it we started this entire episode calling steven amella scab like you can yep. do that it doesn't mean that you have to take your own joy away and it doesn't mean that you have to find things yep. to hate about something you were like, like it. i love arrow but i hate him oh yeah i love discount store batman a mill's a scab like those are yeah. those things can can coexist <laughs> things people contain multitudes People contain multitudes. We can't make assumptions based off of what we've only seen. Like, there's, there's just, like, a whole separate conversation yeah. there for mm -hmm. sure. But, like, I agree. Like, I think just understanding that things and people contain multitudes. And, like, yeah. something can bring you joy. Something yeah. you can probably find an issue mm -hmm. with. But, like, blindly finding issues with something that you have no actual proof on. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, Don't talk out of your ass about it. Like, yeah, there we go. That's it. That, that's the title of this if, episode. Like, if I, if I <laughs> am vaguely aware of, like, you know, I heard something wasn't good and someone's like, oh, I just watched this. The most I'll say is, I heard that wasn't that good. Can you tell me about it? I'm not going to be like, that sucked. Why did you watch it? Because I'm like, I haven't watched it. I've just heard... That it's not good, so I'm gonna ask for a clarification. No, but from for this person real. whose opinion I trust. I mean, yeah. gear. I I will stop here because I know we're going a little long. But like, <laughs> Gear Five came out last night, and like the amount of people who have been in my DM saying like, "What was the big deal? It didn't seem like that big of a deal." Da, 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 like it's like to you. So <laughs> to you. To me. To, to, to me, it was a big yeah. deal because. Y'all yeah. don't understand, but like then it's like very quickly you understand like some of y'all only watch the anime or some of y'all aren't caught up, so y'all aren't aware. So, ugh. yeah, there's like there's all these things. Then like what I've learned is like a lot of people just like are gonna have their comments, and y'all are mm -hmm. y'all are more than welcome to your critiques. But when they're wrong, I'm gonna tell you they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's 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 a it's a cliche or whatever to say let people like things because I feel like that was just like a thing that everybody said. But like, mm -hmm. really, if it's not harming mm -hmm. somebody, like if it is not harming somebody, leave it alone. Like it is, <laughs> the world's too yeah. hot to be this angry all the time. Yes, <laughs> unless it is yeah. harmful. Go away. Yeah, Just go away. Take the energy and go, like, take your energy for why you don't like Barbie and, like, go yell at Sound of Freedom. Like, how about we yeah. do that? Because that yeah. one's objectively harmful. So, like, Very. maybe, maybe you do that. Just an if idea. You, if you want to be angry for sport, like, go, go actually play in the big leagues and don't just, like, run over kids who are just trying to wear pink. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Maybe that's like a next episode idea. 
this yeah. popped in my head. Not, I'm not going to bring it up now, though, because I feel like we'll talk for another yeah. hour. <laughs> okay, let, let's good. take us out, Alex. Yeah, take yeah, us yeah, out. Yeah, let's go. So, yeah, that was a great conversation. I think that does do it for this week. Do you guys have any articles you want to plug or media that you want to recommend? Um, yes. Yes. Um, go ahead, head over to thewilo.net and read my latest piece about Luffy's Gear 5. Because for anyone who has questions, I'm going to be pushing all things One Piece this month. Honestly, Kate already knows this. Um, but no, I, I seriously mean it. I'm like, I feel like for anybody who has any questions about what is Gear 5, like the, the mysteries behind it, it does a really good job of explaining like what it is and give some information without spoiling too much, like too much if you're not caught up. Like I think Kate could read it and she could like at least take away some stuff without being spoiled. So yeah. that's what I, I I feel like that's why I'm basing all of my one piece explanation pieces. I'm like, will this spoil this for Kate? <laughs> and going from there. Um, and media wise, um, what did I just see? I saw Haunted Mansion. So okay. I, I really enjoyed that. I like had a fun time watching that with my mom and my sister. And yeah, I can't push the Barbie movie enough. <laughs> Um, I think right. for me right now, I am playing the hell out of Palia. It is a cozy uh, social sim MMO. It is great. It's like if you took Disney Illusion Island, but made it like it's Disney Illusion Island, Animal Crossing and World of Warcraft all in one. Um, right. And it's great. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'm right there with, like, I can't recommend Barbie enough. It Like, it's great. Go see it. Um, I'm going to do the opposite of what we've talked about this, and I'm going to say I haven't seen the Ninja Turtles movie yet, but go see it. <gasps> I want to see it. I'm, ooh, I need to see it soon. It's. I read Jason's review of it. It seems like it's, like, it's good, makes a few missteps, largely, like, animation and lighting, too. Um, mm. But from everything I've heard, it's pretty enjoyable, so go see it. Yep. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, if you liked what you guys heard here, and if you want more, you are in luck because we are basically everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, uh, likes, comments, subscribes, retweets, reviews on iTunes. Those go a long ways. Um, and we just would love to hear from you. And then uh, also, you could throw us a little bit of money on Patreon, and that helps us to keep the show going, helps us to um, kind of keep building momentum and, and doing what we do, and we mm -hmm. would love to see you guys there. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at most always Alex and, uh, Nisha, where can they find you? Um, they can find me on all platforms as Nisha plays. That's at N E Y S H A P L A Y S. All right. And Kate. You can find me at Omemethrandier on, uh, Twitter, Instagram threads. Um, I'm mostly just going to be one, uh, live tweeting one piece once I'm done with this festival coverage. So. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank mm -hmm. you.